Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. I hope everyone is having a wonderful week and an amazing summer so far. Um, We are covering a topic on the podcast today, which unfortunately is something that I have a lot of experience with, and that is fear. Um, Midlife, and and I kind of consider midlife to be like 40 to 60, right? It's, It's the time when we're kind of crossing over into the second half of our lives. So it, it represents kind of an interesting threshold. And it's a time that can be full of fear for so many women. Um, and I understand this well because I was one of those women who feared everything. And I, I can't say it was always like that, but I definitely reached a point where um, things just became very intimidating for me. I feared making big changes in my life but I also feared things staying the same. You know, I just felt like I was kind of stuck in this place of fear and uncertainty for more years than I would like to admit. Um, And as I do this work, and as I speak with more and more women, I realize just how common this is. Um, Some common fears experienced by women in midlife include the fear of aging, which we'll talk about in a little bit, Uh, in in more depth. There are health concerns that we fear. Um, Lots of changes to relationships in midlife. It happens to be, you know, the time that um, most breakups and divorces occur. And there are probably some, you know, interesting reasons for that. But but there are lots of relationship changes. There's empty nest. Um, There's financial insecurity or insecurity around retirement. So in general, it just happens to be a really uncertain time and the brain will always interpret uncertainty as danger. So it's natural that there's a lot of fear around it. Um, In addition to some pretty significant life transitions, we're also going through hormonal changes, which, you know, we now know contribute to anxiety and depression, right? So that's another Um, thing that's sort of exacerbating these fears that we may have. And then on top of that, there is this societal expectation, uh, or, or I should say there are societal expectations, plural, of women as they grow older. So understanding the root cause of these fears can help us navigate them more effectively. Um, For me, that was really important. You know, once I kind of became clear on what was causing that sense of fear and I learned strategies for overcoming them, I was finally able to um, break free. And and I finally got myself to a place where I could put those fears in the proper perspective and not allow them to hold me back. Um, But one significant fear 
that I came up against and that I'm sure many, many of you do as well is the pressure to conform to society's youth-obsessed ideals and the perception that aging somehow diminishes our value or our attractiveness. So let's start by considering the messages about aging that we've really grown up with and we've probably come to internalize to some degree. Um, Our culture often perpetuates negative stereotypes and biases associated with aging. So women have traditionally lost relevance as they aged. They have often been overlooked in the workplace and have just come to feel fairly invisible in society beyond a certain point. You know, we know we live in a youth-obsessed culture. Our society, you know, is focused on youthfulness and external beauty. So as women's faces and bodies change and begin to show signs of aging, this can create a fear of not measuring up or feelings of inadequacy. And this affects, you know, everything from self-esteem, body image, and, and just an overall sense of confidence. This is why we have young girls, girls in their 20s, going for Botox injections, you know, because society has taught them and all of us to fear aging. Couple that with the fact that, you know, social media and advertising often portrays an idealized image of youth and success, leading to a lot of comparison and self-doubt. You know, we, we open up our whatever it is, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and we see women in midlife who look very different from us. Now, you know, that may be because of filters or cosmetic surgery or whatever, but many women are comparing themselves to those women and coming up feeling inadequate and not enough. It's hugely undermining to their confidence. So a deeper understanding of the external pressures will we'll better equip us to deal with them. And the way to address all of this, and this is, will be no surprise to you, um, that, you know, for me to say this, but the way to address all of this is to turn the lens inward. We're always so busy looking outward and that can create a lot of fear and anxiety. So when we shift our focus towards our own growth, our own self-acceptance and creating a meaningful and fulfilling life based on our values and aspirations, we can slowly begin to overcome those fears. And that requires a little time and a little introspection. Fear is not a bad thing. I mean, in my life, fear has certainly been a catalyst for a lot of growth. Um, And I've seen this to be the case in so many women's lives. Fear challenges us. And in the process of navigating that fear, we discover strengths that we never knew we had, and we just expand our capabilities. So even though it's uncomfortable, maybe even terrifying at times, when we're forced into unknown territory, we're also forced to unlock more of our potential. So before we get into the steps for overcoming fear, I'm going to remind you to stop judging yourself for being afraid. Recognize that fear is a natural response. It's an instinctive emotion that really is designed to protect us from potential dangers, right? It signals that we are venturing outside of our comfort zones. And 
And while it may be uncomfortable, that's actually a very good thing. So stop expecting that you shouldn't feel afraid. My feeling is that if you don't feel afraid every now and then, you're probably not living big enough. You're probably playing it very safe and not stretching yourself enough. So let's begin by just normalizing fear and not beating ourselves up over it. So here are some steps to overcome fear so that you can finally embrace midlife and begin to reframe it as an opportunity um, instead of as a fearful time. First, of course, acknowledge and observe your fearful, fearful thoughts. Start by becoming aware of the fearful things that arise in your mind. Take a step back and just observe them without any judgment. Recognize that thoughts are just mental events and they're not necessarily reflective of reality. Right, that, that in and of itself will take a little bit of the emotional charge off when you realize that just because you have a thought doesn't mean that it's true. And then challenge the validity of your fearful thoughts, right? Instead of just accepting them, begin to question the evidence and the assumptions behind them. Ask yourself if there's any concrete proof that supports these thoughts. And I bet you most of the time there's not because often our fear is based on imagined or exaggerated scenarios that our mind comes up with. So look for alternative perspectives. You know, look for the evidence that contradicts your fearful beliefs. And I'll use health anxiety as an example because that's a big one for a lot of women over 40. So every time you begin to fear that something in your body has gone horribly wrong or that you are, you know, maybe, um, maybe predisposed to something, then you can begin to think about all of the things that you do that are healthy practices, all of the ways in which you care for your body, you know, all of the things you do that are really beneficial for you. And once you start to look at that, what you're doing really is you're kind of creating a bank of evidence that supports the fact that you probably are very healthy, you know, maybe even healthier than you think you are. And you probably are not as susceptible to some of these um, health issues and health concerns as you think you are, right? So instead of just having that worry and letting it run hog wild, you're going to begin to challenge those fearful thoughts and look for evidence to the contrary. Um, once you do that, you're, you're going to want to also reframe your thoughts with more empowering ones. So once you've identified the fearful thought, you're consciously choosing to reframe it into a more empowering one. Until I started to learn about thought work, I had no idea that I could create my thoughts. I thought that they, they just were what they were, right? A thought comes into my head. That's what it is. That is not at all the case. For example, if you have a thought like, I'm too old to start something new, you can easily reframe that to, you know what, I have experience and wisdom, and I bet that will help me succeed even if this is something new, right? It's just a little bit of tweaking, but it really goes a long way in terms of reprogramming yourself toward more positive thinking. So in the beginning, it's going to feel very awkward. 
because when you have those thoughts, you're going to have to stop and take a minute and think about the reframe. But over time, it's almost like you're training your brain to flip the switch and think something slightly more positive. Uh, next is to practice visualization. And what I mean by that is use the power of visualizing to create mental images of yourself succeeding in your desired endeavors, right? Visualize yourself confidently navigating through whatever the challenge is and achieving your goals. We tend to do this, but we do it, you know, we use visualization in the opposite way. Like oftentimes when we have a fear, we're visualizing the worst case scenario, which only, you know, increases the fear. Once you kind of stop yourself when you find yourself having the fearful thought and make the conscious choice that you're going to flip it and reframe it, well, now take it that one step further and regularly reinforce positive beliefs that build your confidence by visualizing things turning out really well. It's pretty wild how that happens, but even if you're not actually having the experience, even if you're just imagining it, with enough repetition, your brain will begin to believe it and create confidence. So that's what we want. So use visualization, which we're all using, right? Most of us instinctively are visualizing, but now we wanna use it to our benefit instead of using it to increase our fear. Uh, next, surround yourself with positive influences. I recently did a podcast um, about the power of your environment to either support you in your goals or to undermine them. It works in the same way here. You want to choose to spend time with individuals who uplift and inspire you. Surround yourself with a supportive community that encourages growth that embraces positivity and that challenges their own limiting beliefs. You know, if you're stay if you're inside of a community of people who generally play it safe, who generally have a lot of fear, um, and who are generally negative, then it's going to be really hard for you to overcome fear. In fact, you're probably going to get sucked into more and more fear. So you want to really seek out mentors or role models who have successfully overcome similar fears and who can provide guidance and support and inspiration. The next step is to take inspired action. You know, and this is very much a choice. We choose not to let fear paralyze us. Overcoming fear requires action, period. You know, and sometimes that action comes in spite of the fear. You know, you might be afraid and taking action while you're afraid, but that's what it takes. That action component is really, really important. So break down your goals into smaller manageable steps if you need to, but make sure that you're taking action towards them and that you don't allow yourself to become stuck in indecision and inaction. Every single step forward reinforces your belief in your capabilities and will help you build momentum and confidence. Um, and then finally, as always, practice self-compassion. You know, this is a process and it requires that we're kind to ourselves, that we understand 
that overcoming fear takes time and it takes effort and it's not going to feel natural at first, but the more you do it, the more natural it will come to feel. Um, celebrate your progress along the way, no matter how small. Be gentle with yourself during setbacks and just have patience. And like everything else, think of your life as a long game. You know, yes, some things you will see results uh, more quickly. At, at times, you'll see results more quickly than at other times. But, you know, most big transformation and most of the changes we make that are that really stick happen because we've committed to them for a period of time. You know, it's not just a, a, a quick one-off, like, okay, I, I reframed this fearful thought, so now I'm not afraid anymore. You know, it's probably going to be a practice that happens over a period of time. But the key to overcoming any fear is really just to challenge it and to reshape our thinking patterns. And by gradually transforming fearful thoughts into empowering beliefs, you'll ultimately train yourself to embrace midlife with courage and confidence. And I'm going to end with a little pep talk because I want to remind you what's really great about midlife and about you in midlife because we don't hear this enough. Number one, by this point in your life, you've gained wisdom and self-awareness and a deeper understanding of yourself. And you can tap into all of that when you're feeling afraid and you can actually use it as a compass for shaping your actions and your future. Number two, you have learned valuable lessons from your past challenges and accomplishments, which means that you can feel more confident in your abilities and your choices. You don't need any external validation. Number three, you've navigated through various life transitions. You've overcome obstacles. You've managed complex emotions, proving that you're resilient and you can face any new challenges and you can bounce back from any setbacks. Number four, you know what truly matters. Women at this stage of life are better able to prioritize themselves and their care and their own well-being. Um, in order to cultivate a balanced and purposeful life. Number five, midlife is a time of freedom and possibility. You now have the chance to explore new passions, to pursue long-held dreams, and to embark on exciting new adventures. So there's really no reason to fear it. Number six, even if it's unfamiliar and uncomfortable at times, midlife is full of opportunity. So condition yourself to embrace the richness of it. And while I cannot promise you that you won't feel afraid at times, I can promise that you'll overcome it and it will not hold you back. So that's my little pep talk for you. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's podcast. I hope that you will return to it and particularly the little bit at the end where we talk about all of the benefits of midlife um, when you need to and I wish you a very wonderful week. Take care my friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show please don't forget to subscribe and I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.